When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of course I am. I'm jealous that he got that, to experience Brad? it. Now what was I just, what? I, I re-listened to it, and why were you not more excited? I'm very excited for you. <laughs> that sounds so... You're I am very bursting. excited for you. I'm very excited for you. Super fun season. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, you're the one that's there. I want you to tell the stories. I'm excited for you. I know you are. I know you are. Did, uh, did Kelly have a good time? Was she living oh. it up? Did you get any updates from her? Yeah, lots. She uh, she's still there. She's gonna go tonight. She uh, she got one very brief, very very quick TV appearance uh, towards the end of the game. Maybe five or six minutes to go in the game. They did a quick little pan shot of the of crowd the student section right behind the hoop that she was in. Uh, yeah, and and you know, very shortly after that shot went through, she was already angling to see if it was all right if she stayed a little longer and uh, spent a little bit more money and everything came along with it. But it's pretty cool because the university they they set up hotels, they set up buses to and from. They it, it's just it is it it's a tremendous experience. I'm so happy that she got to do it for the same reason that I'm happy that you got to do it. That she is a student at the school right now. This has never happened before. Like we were talking a minute ago, it may never happen since. Yeah. So we will uh we'll see. She's having a very good time and there were you know, there were some times like, yeah, stop calling us because now I'm starting to get more and more worried. Just make sure that you got your head on a swivel and that kind of stuff. But uh, all in all, a, a great trip. for. And look, if you're a San Diego State person, how are you not loving what's taken place over the last couple of days? To your, just to kind of show a little bit more excitement, can you take your shirt off and just kind of wave it in <laughs> yeah. the air? Nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. <laughs> I, uh, I I am a little bummed. Look, I'm going to be pulling for your guys tonight, obviously. Um, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm curious to see what sort of game face you have on come tomorrow morning because you're taking another red. It's not really a red eye when you come back this way because you're getting up early tomorrow morning to jump on it. But uh, you could be in a in a weird spot come tomorrow morning. So the game out here, so six twenty Pacific, eight twenty Central, right? So the game probably doesn't finish till what do you think? Ten thirty out here. Something like that, right? Well, it starts two ish, Yeah, ten thirty sounds right. 10, All right, ten thirty. Yeah. Unless it's close, and then it'll be eleven thirty. Then it'll be yeah, <laughs> midnight. So let's just say it finishes around ten thirty. Leaving NRG Stadium is—I'm not kidding. It's impossible. It's like yeah. I, I still don't know how we're gonna do it tonight, but we'll figure it out. So let's just say I, I'd say it's safe to say it's at least probably a buck and a half till after the game ends that you get home. So now we're looking at at least midnight. Mm-hmm. What time's uh, your flight? Flight leaves at five forty-five from you know, and you're forty-five from, minutes from the airport. About yeah, I want to say maybe thirty-five minutes, something like that. Okay. So that let's just let's say all right, if I need to be at the airport by four a.m. So let's say I'm getting up around. Oh, you're getting a couple hours sleep. Three thirty. Yeah, three tops. Okay. Right? All right. All right. What if they win? <laughs> exactly. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Just come back here. Put my, lay my head on the pillow and just pretend like nothing just happened. 
That's not going to happen. <laughs> no, yeah, guys, we got. I got an early flight. Can we run back to the uh, the hotel real quick? No, yeah. You, so that's not going to happen. At that point, so. you just power through, right? Because I, and you, you're there right now. It's been a long time since I've lived there. They shut the bars down at two, right? It's it's mm-hmm. one of those. Is that right? Um, Were you guys not out that late? No, I think we got back like around one thirty on uh, on Saturday, okay. so we didn't hit two. But it's a it's going to be a Monday night. I mean, I'm yeah. assuming that because it's the final four that maybe some of these places or because it's a championship game they'll stay open till two you should just there's power a strong through. likelihood that i would just stay out until two <laughs> like why stay, wouldn't i stay till two see if you can twist somebody's arm to give you a beer at two thirty. Mm-hmm. then just make your way back to the airport and grab an, a, an hour in the airport get on the plane grab a couple hours of sleep on the way which you probably won't be able to do anyway right because the seats don't recline <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got to yeah. you got to be like a horse, Slee. You got to sleep standing up, and then just yeah, you know, kind of take your Uber from LAX down here to LA Live, and you'll be on the air at, at ten straight up. You're gonna be ready to go. Tell you something. If the scenario that you just played out happens, no problem. <laughs> no problem. I'll be more than happy to uh, to take that on. So let's see what happens. So Andy is in tomorrow. Let's say that you have, let's say they win. Let's say that you they win and you go out and you have a really good time and you, you have like a, a, that what's the name of the, the burning tree? Burning Spear. Burning, burning Spear. spear. Yeah, you burning went spear. to the Burning Spear concert yeah. and you have one of those sorts of nights and you come back. Do you have Andy drive the bus or do you do it yourself? No, I'm on cloud nine, bro. Andy, <laughs> listen, I love you, but you got to let me drive this thing. Just if I, there, there are going to be times where I need you to grab the wheel. But for the most part, you're going to do it like from the passenger seat. when your head hits the desk. You're going to do it from the passenger seat. You might have to elbow me a couple times and just say, Al, um, I think you're dozing off a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. I, you got to power through. If they win tonight, and by the way, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being optimistic because I want it to happen. I think they're going to win. You don't go through the tournament and not have a close call. San Diego State has had a few close calls. Yep. They are battle-tested. They are battle Basically hardened. every game Pretty other much. than Furman, right? Yeah. That was the only game that they blew out. They, they have been in to five minutes left in the game. They don't know who's going to win. Five minutes left in the game. UConn's had this thing in the bag. Five, it's, it's six to win. It's five times. They've had yep. five games in the bag. If it comes down and it's you know five minutes to go and it's a Let's five it or six-point game either way, mm-hmm. It's going to get really tight really quick, and that plays very much into San Diego State's advantage because they've been in it three, four times already. They got. Uh, it's also helpful, right? They got a lot of guys that seniors, guys that have been there for a couple of years. They had some guys that got the COVID year. So I, I don't know if you remember this in the COVID year where they did not have the March Madness tournament. SCSU was going to be a one or a two seed. Yeah, There's guys really from that team that's still here. So they've got some guys that have been here for a while, and I, I don't think. I don't think the moment will shake them because they've been in pretty much every game yep. they've been in a moment like this. I was going to say, if they were going to freak out, if they were going to get scared and get big eyes and pucker up like that, they would have done it already. Yeah. And and, and they haven't. They've been really they, – they may lose, but they're not going to pucker up. They've been way, way, way too good so far. Uh, one more to go, Slee. I got my one fingers more to crossed go, buddy. for you. One if you go. are not like Al and in Houston for the final championship game, you can join Sedano and Cap today at the 909 Sports Bar inside the Yamava Resort and Casino for a college basketball national championship watch party that is today starting at 4 o'clock. You can watch the game, win prizes. The glove, Gary Payton, is going to be there from 5 until 7. They got wall-to-wall LEDs, 150-plus screens, 32 craft beers. It's the perfect place to watch championship basketball 
basketball action. Must be 21. Please gamble responsibly. Al, we were out there a couple of weeks ago. It's a great mm-hmm. spot to watch the game. Uh, not as good as yours. Do you have the same seats for tonight? Are you in the same same spot? Not same seats. Oh, not okay. same seats. So we'll be a couple sections over. But good still in, in, yeah. in the mix yeah. with all the Aztec folks? Yeah, still right in the kind of the heart of it here. So we'll be good. I can't wait. Can't wait. All right. So Dodgers open up a uh, four-game set against Arizona. And depending on how you feel about it, depending on if you if you watched all four games, it was a little bit of a mixed bag kind of for the the opening series weekend. If you caught it on Thursday and Saturday, the Dodgers are going to win another 111 games. Yes. If you caught it on Friday or yesterday afternoon, they might not score more than two runs a night. It was it was a weird mix of games. Yeah, it, it, it's the perfect way to put it. I mean, they outscored the Diamondbacks by 13 runs. <laughs> Um, but the series was two-two, mm-hmm. right? And it, 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 and I think actually you can make a case. I, I think if you're a Dodger fan out there, yes, you lost a couple of games, didn't feel all that great about the bullpen or two specific guys from the bullpen that you can walk away and say, man, Vezia, um, can, can you put the Dodgers in a much better position on a night that Dustin Mays, Dustin May goes seven innings, best outing of his Dodger career, longest okay. outing of his Dodger career. Gratterall on a night that Cindergaard goes he was great six too. innings and gives up one earned run. Can you uh, hold the tie and see if the Dodgers could come back and you know obviously find a way to win? But I think ultimately, um, and, and listen, there's some there's some side. What, what were they? I think the bottom six of the order yesterday went 0 for 21. I think with runners in scoring position on the two nights that they lost, 0 for 7 and 0 for 6. But I think big picture, I'm going to say this again, Dustin May went seven innings, didn't give up a run. Cindergaard uh, was fantastic as well. Kershaw was great. Julio was great. All four of your starters were really, really good over the course of the four-game set. Um, yes, you want to see more runs. Yes, you want to see some of that bottom half of the order play well. But you're going to win. If, if you have a 13-run advantage over four games, play that over a longer stretch. You're going to win a lot more of those yeah, games. Yeah, so... <laughs> They're, they're, it's four games. Let, let Dodger fans listen to me very carefully, okay? It's four games, and if you pick any four games at any point in a string of 162, you're not going to have a full picture of what this team is, right? For better, worse, or anywhere, it's four games. You need to look at a couple of weeks, a couple of months to kind of get an idea of what works and what doesn't work. That being said, there were a couple of really significant red flags, I think, that we saw on this team in the first weekend. Number one, this is how you lose playoff games when you have an offense that is super feast and famine right mm. when you have a, an offense that one night they get eight another night they get 10 and then the other two you get one they're going to have to find a way to scrape together some runs it's going to be great if you can hit three or four home runs a night in the good games that's wonderful that I, I get it you'd rather do that but you need to find a way to where when the top of the order is doing a little bit and the top of the order was pretty good in those other games along the way somebody somewhere we got to scrape together some runs we got to manufacture when it is this giant feast or famine thing this is how you get into a series you have two back-to-back nights where it's famine you lose this is what happened to them against the Padres, where all of a sudden the pitching gets not just a little better, but a lot better. You're playing a playoff team. Your bullpens get shorter. In other words, those guys that you might get in a series starting now through August, those guys don't pitch very much in, in September and October. Those guys are gone. You're getting starters, you're getting bridge guys, and you're getting closers. And all of a sudden, if, you, if you're a team that's prone to long stretches without mm-hmm. offensive production, you get two or three of those in a row – you're out. 
And, and that's the part that's really scary to me, number one. The other second most scary part of what we saw this weekend is Muncie, Taylor, and J.D. Martinez were bad. Okay, we're bad. And I'm going to put J.D. Martinez off to the side. He's been around a long time. He's a really good player. He's got a really good track record. I think he's going to be okay, right? I would just kind of put him over there and say, give him a lot more time. Max Muncy's one for 13, had a five strikeout game, and they're already like, yeah, his groin's bothering, and we're going to sit him down for a while. That's not good. Jeez. That's not good. Chris Taylor looked like he was up there with a boat oar. He couldn't get anything anywhere near the barrel of his bat. He was swinging and missing like crazy. If those two guys continue, not only to not get hits, but continue to swing and miss like this, I, I, I don't. They, they need those guys. They're, you're not going to replace Max Muncie. Taylor, maybe there's a thing you kind of a workaround depending on how some of those younger guys do. Muncie has to hit. And he's got to put the 0 for 5 with 5Ks, 1 for 13 to start your season. You talk about a bad start. That's the worst possible scenario for that guy. Well, I think you, I think this is a position that the Dodgers have been in for most of. It, it seems like over this stretch run, they have certain guys where they're a luxury, and they're not a necessity. And the names that you just pointed out, they're currently necessities, right? Chris Taylor can't be awful. Max Muncy, you, you and I were doing this a week ago. Hey, who's the most important player? We kind of, you know, we're going through this. Who would be the most important player this upcoming season? I said Muncie only because I feel like he could be such a game changer for that lineup. I already know what Mookie Betts is going to do. I already mm -hmm. know what Freddie Freeman's going to do. I already know what Will Smith is going to do. Muncie is you don't have Trey. Obviously, you don't have Gavin Lux. That there's okay. You can't have three or four guys only that you can rely on. And I think there was you heard Max Muncie talk so much about hey, I feel like I'm starting to find it. The injuries that he had. The previous season, not really in the way anymore. So I think there's also, there's, it seemed like light at the end of the tunnel for Muncie. Um, I get it. I understand it. And those players are so key and they're so important. Now, it's nice to see some of the young guys, right? I, I thought oh, yeah. uh, Vargas, I thought Altman, they de definitely made some impact. And, and I think it's great to see some of the young players come up. And maybe you're going to get something from one of those two players or both of those players that can make up for whatever losses. But I, again, those guys are supposed to be the ones that are working through things, not your veterans. No, there there were some really good signs this weekend too, specifically with, with some of the younger guys. But go back to the pitching. The pitching wasn't good. It was great. Mm -hmm. the, the seven runs in four games, all four of your starters turned in a game somewhere between pretty good and excellent. Right there was there was nothing that was worse. Julio was probably the least impressive, and he was damn good. Trav, he gave Julio gave up two earned runs. Right. Dustin May gave up none. Kershaw gave up one. Syndergaard gave up one. Yeah. So technically, Julio gave up the most of all the of all the three starters. Kershaw or four starters. looked like vintage Kershaw, and if you can look, he's going to miss some time because of where he is. That's great. Syndergaard gave you so much more than you actually need. If Noah Syndergaard pitches six innings every time he goes out there and gives up three or run three or less, yeah. that's a great outing from him. That's what you're looking to get, and that's exactly what he gave you. Dustin May looked like he's back. He's learning how to pitch. He's doing all these things. That the pitching is one of those things that coming into it might have been the wait, wait. Do they have enough? And it looked pretty good the first time through. You're going to get. Uh, I think it's uh, Gavin Stone is going to go tonight, uh, or no, Michael Grove. I think is going to go tonight. So you, you've got those guys. The bullpen was look. Vezia gave up a home run. Big deal. That's going to happen occasionally. Gratterall. 
little it's bit all different. over the place. Yeah, Radarall was a little bit different. We can talk about him coming back. And plus, I have a, an occupation that Clayton Kershaw needs to step into immediately after he's done pitching because he's awesome at it. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So, Emily, I was watching Succession yesterday. I did not finish it because I got sidetracked. I, people started coming into the house, and I was not able to, to finish it. Um, when Logan gave his little speech to the troops on the newsroom floor... Got you kind of fired up. I'm not going to say. Not a yeah. bad uh, not a bad rah-rah speech. I was going to go in and go fight for ATN, even though that's not <laughs> necessarily the best thing in the world. But yeah, it's 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 interesting to see Brian Cox just have just that much gravitas yes. behind him. You can tell he's like, he is King Lear. He is these Shakespearean Goliaths you want to go and um, be behind. But my favorite line from the episode. Is Amen, early, sister. <laughs> it's early in the episode. And it's Roman to um, when they can't use the helicopter. I don't know if you've you gotten there yet. Yeah, I got so, that. So, uh, he says to the woman that doesn't let them on the helicopter, he's like, I'm going to set aside <laughs> several thousand dollars devoted specifically to, to ruining your life. And I was like, that is quite the burn. And he could good. do it. I do like that they're watching that video surreptitiously, too, trying clowning his <laughs> assistant. That, it, it's pretty good, Sleek. You got to get you, you got to get up to have speed. Have you guys well, ever tried to do like the TV stuff? Oh, I know you do the TV stuff, Al, but have you ever tried to be like an anchor, like doing like on TV, trying to like read the news like that? Because I think that's one of the videos in the episode. Um, I've looked a couple times, you know, when Jim is reading off the, Jim Hill's reading off the teleprompter, I'm like, well, let me take a quick look here. What's going on over there? I have some, I have some curiosity when I, when I do that real quick, T-Raj, you just mentioned how kind of motivating some kind of speech was, whatever mm -hmm. that speech was. Should Dutcher play it tonight before the game? Should it, they play that, that scene in work. there? Does that help? The second part of it, yes. Not the first part <laughs> where he's threatening everybody's jobs, but the, the, the second part of it, for sure. It, it was incredibly motivating. It's yep. it's good. I, I, I got to be honest, though, Em, that yeah. there's – there's part of this, and I and I don't get me wrong. I like the show. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna finish the series and everything else. But do people really, even the uber uber rich like this is being depicted? Do they really go out of their way to mess with each other that much? Like, there's been people in my life that I don't like, but you, to to constantly be trying to sabotage someone else seems like so much work. I do think that it's the idea that Logan has scratched and clawed to where he is from humble beginnings, and, they, and that's all that he's instilled into his children to kind of be like these rabid dogs that are going to go attack anybody else. So I think it's specifically this family that is so uh, messed up 
because of Logan being so competitive, so vicious, that I think it's kind of just spread throughout the entirety of uh, all the children. I think it, it makes a little sense to me. So you're going to come in, uh, I'm going to say, what's today? Today is April 3rd, 2023. I'm saying January of 24. You're like, Trav, this succession show. I'm, I'm telling you, this Logan guy's out of his uh, mind. Not January. That's right it? during the Lakers season. Let's go July. <laughs> Maybe July. July of 2024. Yeah, I was going to say, as long as it's July of 24. It is championship basketball night tonight. The Major League Baseball season is opened, and it's Masters Week. And Al and I are giving fans a chance to win the ultimate golf and spa luxury experience to Pacific Palms Resort. When we tell you to, you're going to want to call in 877-710-ESPN. When we give you the call, you're going to want to call in. You will win a $50 gift card to Red Restaurant, and it qualifies you for the grand prize, which is a two-night stay at Pacific Palms Resort, two rounds of golf, two spa treatments, and dinner at the Red Restaurant, Pacific Palms Resort, LA's Hilltop Hideaway and number one work and play resort. Book your next getaway at PacificPalmsResort.com. And if you're a golfer, you know that place because they got not one, but two championship caliber courses. It is a uh, it is a great spot. And I'm ex- I'm focused on, uh, in order, Slee. Yeah. Aztecs tonight, mm-hmm. Dodgers tonight. Mm-hmm. And then whatever happens tomorrow happens tomorrow. And then very quickly, starting on Thursday, it is a, a master's week, and it will have my full attention. It's a pretty busy week. You didn't uh, – I mean, I, I'm a little confused here. You never said anything about the Padres. I thought we already discussed this, that you like going down to Petco. That it's, <laughs> I haven't gotten You're to closer Petco to Petco yet. than you are to Dodger Stadium. I am. <laughs> I'm gonna be down. Well, I'm gonna be down in San Diego a lot this week, so we'll there you see. Go. Maybe maybe I'll slide through. Are they home? I know they opened with the Rocks at home. Are they still there? Or are they they have. There? I think they have Arizona for a couple. I think Arizona for two, and then they're on the road. Speaking so, of which, Al, did you see uh, what the reaction in Petco was when yeah. uh, San Diego State uh, got okay. the buzzer beater? So I got a cool story. Um, I don't know if that's if it's that cool. So you guys can tell me after. Um, <laughs> the I had two tickets to Saturday's game. The first home opener. I know they started on Thursday, but it's the first Saturday game of the season. So it was obviously the Padres and the Rockies. So I had two tickets. Um, okay, we know what's going on. Got to come out here to Houston because of the Final Four. So I tell Cousin Slee, I'm like, hey, do you want to go with your son to the Padres game against uh, against Colorado? So he's like, yeah, I'm going to take him. He hadn't taken his son yet to a game. So they take my two tickets. They go down to the game. He texts me. I don't know, it was like, uh, I want to say it was Saturday morning. He's like, hey, so they're going to open the stadium at 2.30. 2.30 Pacific time, they're going to open the stadium, and they're basically, and the SCSU game, I want to say, started 3.10, 3.07, whatever it was, right? Right. Um, they're going to air the entire SDSU game. So any Padre fan that's coming to the game, they're going to come early, and they can show the entire game. Um, so to answer your question, yes, I saw the video Yes, I'm aware that there were a lot of there were a lot of people that just decided, hey, how cool is this? I go to the Padre game at night, but I'm going to come down a few hours early and I'm going to watch the entire SCSU game. Really cool video. I think Barstool put it up. And for those who say, oh, there's not even any Padre fans yet, well, the game didn't start for two hours. Okay, relax. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's San Diego. I would assume there's a lot of alumni down there as well, getting fired up for it, and it was. 
It was an unbelievable finish. So take me through your day today. Obviously, you're done here in an hour and a half or so, give or take yeah. till 3.12 local time for you. 3.12. You're on till 3.12. What do you do starting at 3.13 to get ready for tonight? Because the game doesn't tip off. The The Central and East time zone is just stupid, right? Mm-hmm. That These games don't even start till 8, 9 o'clock at night is really, really lame. How do you kill the next five-plus hours before game time? So we don't even – there isn't anything like official SD ask so what I think what we're gonna do is um, game will end we'll all or I'll finish the show we'll all kind of just start getting ready and it, it's kind of we're either gonna go to we want to be somewhat near NRG so we just got to find like a place that we can go to but some there's type nothing of, really that close you know I know, it's just, it's just I know that's what everybody's that. saying yeah. that's what everybody's saying so I guess the idea and the concept is find a place that we can go get a couple of beers, kick back, have uh, go get some, you know, an early lunch or whatever you want to call early dinner, uh, late lunch, and then I want to be at NRG yeah. around six ish. That's that's my hope. Be there Two around six ish. Yeah, because I, I think by then they're. I know that's when they're going to open up the arena. Okay. And by then you could just all right. Let's just go in there, be with other Aztecs, and uh, and and go get some drinks. Have you? I, you got your hoodie on the one that you had on right before you left. Did you yeah. go souvenir shopping? Have you Bro, loaded up on stuff or no? No, it has not been impressive. Really, it has not been. It, it oh, that really, sucks. really has not been impressive. So. Here's the only issue that I'm having, and it's fine. I could buy any of these Final Four stuff. They're all here. Everywhere you go, the Final Four stuff is there. So I think what happened was San Diego State, I mentioned there's a lot of SDSU people here. I think they bought all the good merch. So what's happening happening right now is you have Final Four UConn hats. You have Final Four FAU hats. Final Four um, Miami. Miami shirts. The only thing left that's SDSU, which is fine, it's cool, it's a collectible, is all four logos are there, right? So, and that, that, I'm not saying that that's the end of the world, but I really wanted to find something SDSU specific to the Final Four. There are between here and once you get to NRG, there's so many spots to buy. I was like, all right, let me just, I could buy it at any time. I almost bought some stuff yesterday, but I, I kind of want to avoid having the other logos on there if I can. I think you're exactly right that when I went to the College World Series, there's a bunch of stuff that has all eight teams, right? And then every team has their team-specific gear. The Gaucho stuff went so fast, I think for the similar reason that the Gaucho fans realized this may never happen again. I'm buying everything I see. I told you I'll take one of those, one of those, one of those, one of those, one of those. And I was buying as fast as I could see it. And by the time we got into the tournament – the other seven teams had all the gear you could ever. I mean, you couldn't find a gaucho thing. It was all gone because I think if you're worried about your a one and done situation, that you need to grab it as quick as you can. But uh, get some get some Final Four logo because even after a while, sleep, you're gonna look at it and go, yeah, that yeah. was pretty. No, good. you're right. There, there's actually there's one that's kind of cool. It's the all four tickets. So it's like, oh, here's like your ticket, punching your ticket in. So that's probably the one that I'll end up. Oh, with. I like that. So watching Dodger game yesterday. Um, Clayton Kershaw is going to finish pitching whenever that is. He doesn't look like he's anywhere near the line right now. He's going to wait five years and go into the Hall of Fame. That's because only because he has to. Yep. And then the world is up to him to go do whatever it is that he wants to do because he's wealthy and famous and accomplished and bright and all of these things. Slee, so if he doesn't do TV, we're all getting ripped off. He is so good at it. They had him on for a couple of innings yesterday with Joe and Oral, and he's funny. 
Mm. He's insightful. He had a couple of pop culture references. He was talking about Ted Lasso and some of the people in the crowd. He saw some Ted Lasso actors. He was calling pitches, that he, and he was right. He was kind of sequencing through how he would attack these guys, how he would attack his own guys. He was uncomfortable and glib and funny, and he's in the dugout as the game's playing. I can't imagine if you gave him a few months to get ready for this how good he would be at it. It wasn't just, oh, he doesn't stink for an active player. He was terrific at it. I know he did it a handful of times last year, but just he put that headset on. I'm like, yeah, I could listen to him talk about this game all day long. He's that good at it. Hershiser was by like, guys, let's wrap this up here. Let's wrap this up with it. Short, shorter. He's he's in the middle of an answer, right? And Hershiser's like, all right, well, um, sounds, sounds like thank- his mic's cutting out. <laughs> just. Technical Thank you for your time, Kershaw. <laughs> well, you just started. You just started. I, listen, there, there's certain guys you can tell that it's so natural. And let, let's like let's put away the – there's some people who understand the game better than anybody else, and they'll tell you the ins and the outs and everything else. That's all great and dandy, but are they stiff? Are they boring? Do they have a personality? Is that somebody that you could say – you know, you feel like – I'm hanging out with this guy, and I'm, I feel like I'm just having a conversation. If Kershaw, and I did not hear those two innings that you're talking about, whatever, however long he was mic'd up for. It's about six minutes because the game the games go by so damn that's fast right. now. Okay, so it's not a ton of time. What, did I see this right? It, you're basically, you shaved about a half hour on these games so far, On right? average, and some of them are nearly an hour faster. Like wow. it's it's a half an hour on average. The average time went from like three oh five to two thirty five. But a bunch of these games are, and keep in mind, last year's average was three oh five. That means a bunch of them went three fifteen and three twenty. Sure. And now a bunch of them are coming in at two fifteen and two twenty. Like in a lot of cases On a low scoring game, a two one right. Yep. Even the games where their runs they're two and a half hours. Like the Dodgers had a couple of games where they scored eight or more runs, two and a half hours, two and a half hours. They just crank by. Okay, did it um now that you have – now we're in the – you know, obviously the season has started. The pitch clock is there. Um, you got a chance to kind of digest it. Okay, those were four games in. You happy with the product? I love it. Okay, there it's, you go. It's just – There's the answer. If anything, it's a little too quick, but I, I wouldn't change a thing. I would leave it exactly the way that it is. There's, there's, so through the first weekend of the season, there were 40 more stolen bases than there were through the first weekend. That's good for baseball. The batting averages are up. Only slightly, but they're up. Run production is up. Only slightly, but it's up. And there's no dead time. And And with the exception of of Bryce Harper, it seems like everybody likes it. He threw a little shade on it last night during Sunday Night Baseball. And when Ravage doubled back, he goes, wait, hold on a second. Do you not like this? He goes, what? I can't hear you. I forgot what he said. He was was funny. It was was a funny line. But somebody get Kershaw a headset and a microphone permanently because he is absolutely (laughs) unbelievable factor cap coming up next it's travis lee 710 espn we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at la quinta by wyndham you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods fruit eggs yogurt and waffles and really Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, we got Berg back in the house because he's no longer sick and uh, bedridden. Greg Greg Bergen. You're back amongst us. I am. I'm alive and well and kind of well, I guess. (laughs) You look good. Well, better. You're freshly, you know, I can tell you've trimmed your beard, you're clear-eyed, you're ready to go. I did. Did you watch Price is Right on Friday when you were home? (laughs) That's the only thing to watch when you're at home. Little uh, What's the other show that comes on right after it? Let's Make a Deal. Let's Make a Deal. Yeah, got a lot of that going on. All right, but this, all, this weekend also was April Fool's Day, and Sarah Pauly, who won the Oscar this year for Best Adapted Screenplay for Women Talking, her daughter decided to play a joke on her and write her a letter saying from like the Academy saying, oh, we need your Oscar back. You didn't actually win it. It was a mistake. Kind of like pulling a La La Land uh, moonlight situation again, but I'm sure Sarah was like, obviously this is fake, but was playing along with it. But you hate April Fool's pranks. Uh, Trav, Dr. Cap. Oh, he I, loves it. Yeah, I'm just your gonna, favorite Trav thing in the world. I, mean, dude, I really this. need to he lean into loves this one. Pranks. It's Travis pr- is the prank guy at this station. <laughs> prank master. We call just, him. Hey, I'm gonna tell you a lie. You believe it. Gotcha. Hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that's that's I mean, incredibly yeah. creative now trust you. and funny. Hey, I'm your dog t- died. <laughs> this April first. <laughs> April. <laughs> I mean, that takes it to a whole level, Sleep. They're all stupid. They're, the April Fool's gags are really, really stupid. So I don't know which... Am I fact on this, Emily? Yeah, yeah, yes, fact. fact. All right, uh, Greg? Uh, so, Cap, I, I love them. I think they're hilarious. I mean, it just depends on if they're done correctly. It, it can't be with your your dog's dead. Sleep. Well, that's a whole that's a whole different <laughs> level. But, uh, I mean, like, we did one to Mason... A couple of years ago, we did a bracket for right around this time. It was for the bracket for the different hosts, and he was going up against Michael Thompson. And obviously, Michael Thompson runs through everybody in these types of things. And we made it seem like he came back overnight and that he won. <laughs> and he had this whole huge. He was so excited. He's like, "Oh my god, I came back and won!" And then we, you know, gave him the April Fool's thing, and he was so disappointed. It was very funny. We have video of it somewhere. Sleep. So. Let's use that as an example. It's that's so I would say, Cap, you hate April Fool's Day pranks. If it's something like that, like that's creative, that's good. There's no harm, no foul. Right. People, people are ego. Like, but but that's that's a that's a joke that I'm sure Mason laughed at as well. Right. People are just too brutal on some of these these pranks or whatever the case is. So if it's a it's a if it's a prank where somebody's walking away like what the hell was just that or or what was that or it was too it was uh, whatever it is too aggressive whatever the case is for me I'm not a big April Fool's I don't care for those pranks so I'll go uh, fact ultimately but the one Berg you talked about I think that's pretty funny that's not so bad I mean it's not <laughs> dumping water on someone's head <laughs> oh yeah that's, but that wasn't April Fool's no that was just that's just, that's just yeah <laughs> it's coming don't worry guys. That's just, you played it well, Slee, by the way, that you've let it kind of really go. Well, every time it gets brought up, I'm like, why are you guys bring well, exactly it up? Exactly right. Yeah. Like, there's I, no need to bring it up. If I've forgotten about it, and I have at times until it gets brought up again, I would imagine John's in the same boat. So you you have him where you want him, I think. He's off today. He's not listening. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, Taylor? Cap, no, I like, I like April Fool's jokes. A lot of them are so outlandish and ridiculous. You know, you can't. Like my friend, my friend's band, they said that they were opening for Taylor Swift on a bunch of her dates. 
coming up and it's just like so so out of left field that it's impossible right but, um, I, amanda told me yesterday she said hey al you're fired and then yeah, I just found out today that I wasn't fired. <laughs> so and then she said is. April Fools. Yeah, my spin studio was like, "Oh, we're gonna introduce tandem spin class." You're like, "Okay, we don't need to even like think about this." I, I just <laughs> yeah, get so too. annoying. <laughs> All right, so uh, we talked about how Kelly appeared briefly onto uh, the TV broadcast she uh, did. over the weekend. Yeah, very cool. And so you have made it on TV while watching a game. I also have at one point in time when watching UVA game. Is that when so, Dick Vitale stoned you? Yep, exactly. <laughs> so you have made it on TV while watching a game. Berg, factor cap. I think that is cap. Yeah, I don't think I've been on TV for anything. That's fine. I don't need to be. It's totally fine. All right, Al? I'm not upset. Yeah, you sound a little, a little <laughs> upset there. A little put out. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, come on, one time. Uh, no, guys, hey, it's fine. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm cap on this one. Never during a sporting event or anything like that. Um, by the way, they promote... They're promoting our app, right? Trav, they're promoting it at the Rams game, all that stuff. So technically, we have got on, but that's more force-feeding. Like, they have no choice but to get us on. But in just the natural environment, chilling, enjoying a game, no one's coming to me, guys. No one's coming to me. <laughs> You're not getting crazy, <laughs> waving your arms, going nuts? Take my shirt off every other game. Still nothing. <laughs> Trav? I, I have. Um, I, I've been on during the Rose Bowl a couple of okay, times. Okay, all right, relax. A couple of friends. times. Come on. So not just once. You're in the right spot, right? Where all of a sudden, if you just were in one of those camera shots, especially now with that spider cam that kind of zooms over the top of oh, everybody, yeah. I've gotten... A, Twice during the Rose Bowl, I think one Dodger game, and then a million Laker games, just because they where they used to sit me for the Laker games when I was doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was oh, in. I, I was there every other night. Yep. So it was yeah. It, it uh, but only a couple of times, just like in the stands, and much like you guys, I'm not the one with my face painted or jumping around. I'm sitting there watching the game, so it's just blind. Ass I talk. sprint to the camera to try to get in the background. <laughs> I just never make it. How do you time. know, Trav? Are you are you TiVoing these, or do you have people telling you? You get texts like, oh, dude, are okay. you at the Ro- are you at the Rose Bowl? You get you get the random text. Well, somebody goes someone checks it. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go frame by frame <laughs> through through the Rose Bowl. There I am. There it is. Taylor, cap. Uh, not that I know of. Uh, I could be, but nobody told me. I remember uh, Bobby's got a knack for it. Bobby shows up all the time. He's kind of wild, though, right? One was in a very compromising position as well. Compromising that uh, (laughs) we wished had not happened. It was a there's a black mark on the Rogers family that day, but uh, we'll move past it. Oh, I need to hear this in the break. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember last week Mason was talking to. Uh, they were talking to Brian Cranston, and they were asking like, "Oh, how do you know? Like, if you're gonna get on the big screen at the Do- at Dodger Stadium, also when you're against all the other celebrities, like, what are you gonna do to like one up the other celebrities?" And Brian's just like, "Well, they have a big camera in your face, so that's kind of how I know when <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. on TV." Um, all right, so I went to see John Wick for on Friday. I had not seen any of the other John Wick movies, and it doesn't seem like a very Emily movie. But I loved it did you it really really so good okay and it's just like you just gotta go into the movie thinking it's gonna be like a silly little action movie like there's not much content in there like someone I, I tweeted about the show about the movie and I was like oh Michael Scott would love John Wick and someone was like oh don't spoil it and I was like there's not content to spoil it's just really long fight sequences oh there it really is say, like, freaking spoiled words. it now I can't see is it. there a plot there's one thing that could have happened that I would spoil, but I'm not okay. going to say it. Right. Um, but He doesn't speak very much is what yeah, I understand. No, it's like it's always like blah, 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 blah. Oh. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, uh, so, um, that was really good. That was really good. My theater was very energetic about it, too. It was really packed. 
So clapping in a movie theater is acceptable. If something fun happens, if you're in a fun theater, clapping is acceptable. Taylor, Fetcher Cap. Fact for this kind of movie. That's all, all right. I'll say. Trav? I, sure. I mean, it's not going to ruin it for me, but I'm, I'm not going to participate. Like, it needs to be organic. Like, if it's a, a very funny joke or something happens and the whole theater breaks out laughing, it, it's awesome. And if it's an it's organic... It's the same guy doing it over nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But if you get something where, I don't know if it's a fight scene or, or the bad guy gets shot or whatever it might be, I don't know, and everybody, like, just very organic, like, all right, and they start, yeah, that's not a bad way to do it. Why not? Yeah, my uh, friend and I, we, so Rita Sawayama is a singer, and she's in the movie and so my friend and I clapped when she got on the screen because she was like she's one of the action people but uh, Berg? Yeah it's fact you're absolutely allowed to do this it's not like it's Shawshank Redemption and you know like you're clapping when he gets out of the out of the pipe <laughs> you know it's I mean it's just it's, it's that type of movie that so right. it's okay in those in situations. Marvel movies. Like the yeah, yeah Marvel movies like the room you throw you know the the spoons at the, at the screen right, exactly. and all that kind of stuff it just depends on the movie. Al? So if the question was, do you clap at movies, the answer would be cap. I do not. In this case, I don't mind people doing it. I, I think, Trav, you said something. As long as somebody's not, you know, if you're just doing it just to do it, you're looking for, I, I, don't, I don't know, people are looking for attention at theater. I, I think for the most part, that doesn't happen. So I, it doesn't happen enough to where you're walking out of a movie saying, what was that guy at a freaking Dodger game? How, how come he, they didn't score nine runs during this movie? What, what, why do you get up and clapping every time? It's fine. Sounds harmless to me. I am absolutely shocked that you like John Wick. Right? It's just yeah. like, it's a fun I, action movie. So what I like about John Wick is that it's not trying to be funny. So like the thing is, is like... Is it unintentionally funny? Yes. And okay. that's the best part of it. Because like, honestly, like Marvel a lot of times will be like, joke, 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 joke. Well, like Marvel's weird, in a, super cheeky. In a way is, in which funny. I just yeah. don't, it's not funny. But in the way that, which is, okay. isn't funny. But then when John Wick You're is just the, the concepts words. are funny unintentionally. You want to take a swipe back? I, I don't need to. I don't funny. need to. She has I bad feel like taste this is, in the, movies. This is, this is the brewing. <laughs> she liked John Wick. Hey, that's right. You know, I've never seen a John Wick. That wrong, nor have I. But that would have been one that I did You'd be like not zero think chance. Like. Yeah, not yeah. a chance. Lakers are the hottest team in basketball. Is that true? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. How surprised were you that Emily's a John Wick fan, Slee? Like, I, I'm, my jaw hit the floor. Actually, not that surprised, just because I've never seen a John Wick movie, and she loves all movies and streaming and all that. Do you it know what the John Wick genre is, though? It's all action, right? It's just, action. yeah, it's just fights and gunfights and yeah. crash car crashes and... Like yeah. tiny knife fights, then yeah. hand-to-hand combat. It's all. It's literally just super long action sequences, and they're so good, and it's so meaningless, and it's great. They do like T. Raj, are you a big? Are you a big fan of that series or movies like that? I have not seen a single second of any I of them. And I, generally speaking, those movies are really hit and miss with me. If it's done well, I, I'm 100%. Like, for instance, I'll use the the Fast and Furious franchise. I have not seen all nine of them. Ten's coming out here. I think I've seen two of them, but I liked them. Yeah, they're, they're fun. They're, re- they're exactly. just action. They're ridiculous and fun and corny and awesome. Yeah, I love the fast movies. Yeah. I think they're great too. It's again, you don't I like a movie where you don't need to see every single one of them, but if someone's like, "Hey, do you want to go see a fast movie tonight?" I'm like, "I'm yeah, sure. I'm in." I don't 
I don't like it when movies try to be more than they are. And John Wick and Fast don't try to be more than they are. But I got to tell you guys, I listened to the soundtrack for John Wick all weekend. I saved When you songs. go for something, you really wow. go for it. It's so funny because it's just like the, the, the action sequences are so cool. And like no the sound is so cool. No longer a Taylor but... Swift fan. <laughs> yeah, just listen to John Wick all weekend. But no, I, I, I liked it. So I have this thing called Letterboxd, which is a app where you can review movies and rank movies and like share in that community of movie lovers. And I have been like pretty, it's out of five stars, you can rank these things. And I've been pretty like two, three for most of my movies that I've seen this year. This is a four, almost a four and a half. I was like, this is like one of the most enjoyable experiences all year. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad like Slee, that she's driving around with the John Wick soundtrack. It, listening to that is an upset as well. Probably driving too fast. She yeah, should do, a live, a, little she up, should do right? a live endorsement for John Wick. <laughs> John Wick 4. Please, get me tickets. Get me to the, uh, to the screenings. It feels like it. It feels like it. All right. Um, the Lakers won again. They've won seven of their last 10. What, what, their last 14, they've won 11 of 14. Is that what it is, Slee? I think something like that. Yeah, yeah they, I don't know the exact number, but something like that. They're, they're playing as well as anybody, and it's not just that they're winning games, which they are. It's not just that they've moved up in playoff position, which they have. It's what it looks like, too, right? It's those things plus you look at Anthony Davis and he's 10 been 10 of 14. 10 of 14. He's been much better than he has been average much more frequently, right? And with Anthony Davis, that's the that's the golden ticket. He's going to have games where he's not the most dominating player on the court. You just hope that they're infrequent and they have been infrequent. LeBron comes back from that the foot injury and you and I were talking about it's like look, two doctors told him to get it surgically repaired. He kind of just comes back, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but ahead of schedule and we're kind of holding your breath. He's looked amazing. He's been really good. The supporting cast has been really good. The pieces seem to fit together really well, both in the starting lineup. You're getting contributions from guys like Vanderbilt. Hachimura was really good last night. Yeah. That all of a sudden you look around, and I'm not saying that they're the best team in the NBA, but they're playing the best right now, and they're going to play themselves out of the 11 and below through the 7 through 10, and by the time that we're done next week or thereabouts, yeah, they could be in the 5 or the 6, and it wouldn't be a stretch at all. That's how quickly this has happened. Okay, so four games left. So by the time we're sitting here a week from today, the regular season is done, right? So tomorrow, one week from tomorrow will be the start of the playing tournament. So one week from right. today, regular season is that's, – that's over. Four games left this week. I think a couple things that you just mentioned there um, – I'm going to start first on the – you guys remember a couple of weeks ago that we were spending so much time talking about – we're scoreboard watching, right? We're looking at the standings. We're, hey, did did the this team lose? And if, if the Thunder lose and Minnesota, this, that. But the problem with the Lakers over the last 30 days or so is we spent so much time hoping other teams lost, and it meant nothing if you lost to the Rockets, right? Like it meant nothing if you if you had games – where you're not helping yourself out, it's kind of irrelevant what other teams are doing. Over this course of this, we'll use the 14 games as an example, or you want to just use the last 10 week or the last 10 games. Lakers are winning their games, and everything else is taking care of itself. There's other teams in the standings that, other than the Pelicans, and I won't look at the upper echelon of the West, I don't think there's a point to, but other than the Pelicans and the Phoenix Suns, those are the only other teams from four all the way down to 12 who are winning more games than they're losing. So naturally, the standings are starting to take care of themselves. 
couple weeks ago we were talking about the Lakers just getting into the playing tournament. Now we're talking about um, get out of the playing tournament is not unrealistic. Do you no. know how unrealistic it is? Win your final four games, and you have the number five spot in the Western Conference. Crazy. You said something about AD, and I, I think there are times we got to make sure to do this because Anthony Davis gets a lot of you know what of hey he's not he's not the franchise player you know what he's inconsistent you know mm-hmm. what go look at all these other big men in the NBA what makes them so great is you can count on them every single night with the money on the line these last three games he has a thirty eight and nine with two blocks and two steals he has a thirty eight and seventeen with two blocks and a steal and then yesterday against the Rockets had forty points nine rebounds and two block shots. He's been uh, he's been everything for the Lakers over this stretch. That has a lot to do with it too. He's been terrific, and and you know cross your fingers and toes and everything else you got, and hope that he continues to be terrific. Because, like you said, if they continue to play well, they're going to skip the playing game altogether, which is exciting. And I know that when you start looking at it, the sixth spot gets the three spot, which means probably Sacramento. The way that things are are shaking out right I agree. now, yeah, that feels like a far more favorable matchup than the five spot, which would probably give you phoenix with all of that comes along with that namely kevin durant and uh devin booker fact of the matter is just play just let let it play out don't get too cute with it don't try to rig it don't try to position yourself because that's when just for the first time gosh i i, I want to be careful how i say this but really for the first time in a couple of years, maybe even longer than a couple of years, maybe even going back to pre-Russell Westbrook, pre-Anthony Davis foot injury against the Suns when he wasn't able to go, where not only are they playing really well, they've had pockets where they've looked good here and there, where it looks like they're building onto something, where the where it just is a really nice stretch of Laker, and nothing looks bizarre. You're not turning around, for instance... You're not saying, well, we got 35 from Austin Reeves tonight. It's like, uh, okay, that that's great. I'll take it. But you needed 35 for Austin Reeves from Austin Reeves to win a game. This is just AD's kicking everybody's ass. LeBron yep. is really, really good. D'Angelo Russell's playing well. The complimentary pieces are playing complimentary roles and doing a good job. Nothing is out of the ordinary, which means if you can just keep doing this, there isn't another team in the Western Conference that, yeah, they're not going to beat them. They're still not the favorites, but right now, as good as they've played for the better part of what's called two weeks, and, and for for this group of Lakers, two weeks is a long time to be relatively healthy, to be able to go out there and put your best team on the floor together at the same time. It's incredibly exciting at exactly the right time. They play defense too, Trav, so they're able to get that stops too. when they need it. They kind of demoralize teams. And listen, you mentioned it. I did not think that was going to happen. Friday night, Minnesota Timberwolves, I thought, hey, this is going to be a close game. If Minnesota wins a game, I wouldn't be surprised at all. There was a key moment in the game where AD gets injured, goes down, rolls his ankle. Mm-hmm. Minnesota was up 13 in the second half. Mm-hmm. Lakers demoralized them, played defense where they couldn't do anything, and now they're, you know, now you've got four games left and, and it's under your control. This is not just me setting this up. Travis is right. But this is rather just, this is a good thing for the Lakers. The Lakers, for the first time in a long time, are better than most of the teams that they're going to play. And that's why I was confident going into that Minnesota game. Lakers are a better team than Minnesota. The Lakers are a better team than Houston. The Lakers are a better team than Utah. The Lakers are a better team than a lot OKC, of OKC, Portland. Yeah. Sure, sure. You, yep. you don't. It, it's not one of these. Well, if this guy, no, no, no. Just be yourself. Just and for the first time in a long time, just being yourself puts them in an incredible spot right Sounds now. Sounds like you want Phoenix. 
That's what I it just sounds want like. to skip the play-in because yeah. then all of a sudden it reintroduces randomness, and I don't want that. We'll talk more about that coming up in just a bit. Plus, the Aztecs in the championship game. It's not a setup. The Aztecs, they're in the championship game, and Slee's there. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. 